Have you ever gotten lost on a forest path that you know well? Or have you ever inexplicably lost hours of time while out in nature? You very well might have experienced the stray sod, a phenomenon where you're dangerously close to slipping out of time and into the other world. Join us as we dive into these mysterious cases of lost time and encounters with creatures from elsewhere on this episode of I'm Scared, But I Like It. everybody. Welcome to the I'm Scared But I Like It podcast. Great to have you here today. How are you doing, Chloe? Well, I'm fine, Julian. Howdy. Howdy do da. Yeehaw. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Scared But I Like It. Yeehaw, indeed. Yeehaw. <laughs> now, we're, now we're cowgirls. I don't know how that happened so quickly. It escalated. Mm-hmm, which has nothing to do with our theme today. No, it does topic. Nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Oh, I don't know. I don't fucking know, actually. I don't know what... Right. You don't... You don't know. No, the I really whole don't know. Fucking not that we are untangling, unraveling, and just like getting our little fingers into today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very exciting and very real stuff. Real? Very real. Oh. All right. Boy. We'll get we'll get into that. We have some top of show top X to begin with. Isn't that Ooh, right, nice. Chloe? <laughs> nice. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yes, we do. We do have topics to um, talk about. So we have a couple of things to talk about. One of them is paranormal slash, what I refer to as paranormal, extraterrestrial related, you know, a little update. One of them is not related to the paranormal or to extraterrestrials, but is happening right now. And it's something that we want to mention. Right. As you all know, I, Chloe, live in Hawaii. And last night on my way to bed, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw a video of a fire on the island of Maui. And I looked more into it and my God, Lahaina, the entire town of Lahaina is gone. So many people are displaced. Like I, what I'm hearing is thousands of people had to evacuate. Not everyone made it out. The fire is still ongoing at this time. And it's a very strange energy here in Hawaii. And there's not a lot of information on how we can volunteer or donate just yet. And I'm trying to keep up with that. So please send your prayers to the island of Maui and the state of Hawaii and all those people who have lost pets, people who have lost lives, people who have been displaced or lost their businesses, lost their homes. I don't know. It's just really heartbreaking. And we didn't want to come on here without spreading awareness about it. And also, I don't know, like, what can we do to help? Right. So by the time we edit this and it comes out, I'm sure that there will be a lot of ways to help, like links to donate or ways to um, contribute to rebuilding Lahaina and helping all those people who were displaced or lost a lot of things. So please check our show notes to see how you can help. And we'd really appreciate it. And our hearts go out to all those on the island of Maui. 
Yes, they do. And um, we can also post stuff like to our Instagram story, uh, is Billy Pod is where you can find us. Yes, we will be sharing it on social media. Yeah. But keep up with us there or, you know, just hashtag Maui, hashtag Mm -hmm. Lahaina. And there will probably Mm -hmm. be a lot of things that pop up with information. So, yeah, please help if you can. Or if you can't help, just um, send some good energy, send a prayer, whatever way feels right to you would really or spread the word oh yeah just spread awareness share share the information if you can yeah exactly thank you chloe for bringing that to our attention i didn't know this was going on um today it's august 9th um and this has been going on maybe for 12 to 24 hours or so so i really appreciate you bringing it to everyone's attention and you know getting the word out Um, yeah so that's the heavier of our two real life topics. And dear listeners, if you have already watched the UFO congressional hearing and and don't need an update, or if you just don't care and you want to skip to the content that you came for, go ahead and open up our show notes to find the skip to sentence and you will see a timestamp there for you to time travel to in order to <laughs> in order to get to the content that you came here for. We have some updates on what we talked about in episode one of season two of I'm Scared by Like a Podcast. The hearing, what do you call it? The something subcommittee? It it was a congressional hearing. Yeah. The congressional hearing with um, Grush has taken place. David. It happened. Charles Grush. David David Charles, that's his name? Yeah. DCG. DCG. So for those of you who did not watch the hearing, I recommend it. Go on yes, YouTube and <laughs> type in a UFO congressional hearing from July, gosh, 25th or 28th or something like that. Yeah. And watch the entire thing, 2023. Go back and watch the full thing. As a human being on this planet, you should be informed and it's worth watching the whole thing. It was definitely a moment in history. I woke up at 3.45 a.m. I made myself a (laughs) cup of hot cocoa and watched the whole thing with my jaw on the floor. Now, there were a lot of things that we already knew. Maybe the general public doesn't know about it if, you know, they're not really looking into (laughs) UFO things. But for Julianne and I, a lot of things we already were familiar with. But to have those three witnesses, Ryan Graves, David Grush, and David Fravor, all there under oath being questioned by Congress was insane it because was now crazy. it's on Yeah, because now it's on congressional record. And, and they're dropping names like George yeah. Knapp and stuff onto the fucking like <laughs> US history legal record of like important events. Or I'm just like Yeah. Wh- like what reality am I in right now? This is incredible. Yeah, did you see George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell right behind David Grush the whole oh, time? Oh, were they? So, yeah, they were in I, every I was, photo, every video <laughs> oh clip. Oh my god. They're back I was there. watching. I was yeah. driving across yeah. the country, so I just was listening. I wasn't looking at it at all. Oh, That's okay. Incredible. Yeah. I see. Yes. Uh for those of you who don't know, George Knapp is a news reporter, um and he's been investigating UFOs for god, decades now. And Jeremy Corbell is his weaponized podcast partner and colleague. And I think also George Knapp is Jeremy's mentor um, on some level. But they have really been the ones behind the scenes really helping to coordinate all this and bring more information to light. So seeing them like right behind David Grush 
almost made me want to cry because it was like they were there trying to support them. And it was just like this moment. I don't know. It was just cool. Yeah. So what did you think, though? What Julianne? did I think? Yeah, because um, we weren't we didn't watch it together. I don't know what true. you think. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was pretty incredible. I don't know. Like. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hard. I mean, what other this, words? Yeah. yeah. You know, like I. It was just it all felt very credible. It all felt pretty fucking legit. Like Grush, you know, he can't drop all sorts of names because a lot of stuff is classified. But, you know, Congress was asking him questions and asking him for names and entities and stuff. And he was like, I can tell you in a, God, what was the word that they use? A skiff? Like yes. A, a, I don't know what that even means. Confidentiality space. <laughs> like just yeah, in a, a, nutshell, a locked that's room. What it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so obviously we don't get to hear what those conversations sound like but it would be very bizarre for him to be like oh yeah i have two names for this i have one name for this i have a vector for this like i can aoc i'll give you this later like it would be very weird for him to get to the room and just be like i don't know like (laughs) i don't know nothing about nobody so yeah yeah, unfortunately they were not able to secure a room after they were not allowed really yeah so out of their control, which is really stupid and, and terrible um, because obviously he is the man with all the information. The thing is, he's already given all those names to the inspector general. So that information is out there somewhere in the intelligence community, or at least with the inspector general. But the fact that they keep getting sh- shot down for skiffs is disgusting. Uh, did you, I can't remember if you mentioned it in the first episode of the season, him mentioning that people he essentially said he didn't say it outright but essentially said like yes i know about people who have like died while trying to reverse engineer like crafts did you mention that i can't remember if that specifically i'm i know yes death cover-up was yeah yeah, yeah. yes he couldn't speak about it at the congressional hearing but he did allude to people being harmed not only Mm -hmm. by like the people in our government having to deal with this but possibly by extraterrestrials as well or whatever these beings are he process of working with them or whatever yeah maybe i mean we really don't know so it's hard to say it was vague (laughs) yeah he you know even even grush refrains from using the word extraterrestrial because he was saying he wanted to keep it open you know like these mm-hmm. could be interdimensional beings yeah you know, he kept but they it don't real s- open yeah but it doesn't seem human mm-hmm. it is juicy it is juicy stuff yeah representative mace i believe her name is am i saying that right mace i remember the southern yes. guy who said dag dag dang dang gummit i lot. love him tim burchett <laughs> <laughs> He's my hero. You know, I what I also love about this guy is I think we mentioned this. And when we're talking about the first episode of the season, we're talking about the UFO whistleblower episode. But um, I think I mentioned this back in that episode that, you know, this is a bipartisan issue. So even if I don't agree with everything, Tim Burchett or whoever the hell is on this, you know, in Congress that was at this hearing, even if I don't agree with them on some things, it, none of that mattered. We were just all human beings in a room just trying to talk about this. And for once, I mean, it's been so long since I felt that type of respect for other people in the room. 
you know, like we've yeah. been so divided and it's just kind of cool to see that this topic brought people together despite our differences. Like it was we could super just talk. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Like how cool is that? I mean, that's how it should be. We should be able to disagree and yes, still dude. coexist and respect each other. So it was just kind of cool to see. Um, but back to Representative Mace, she asked all the right alien questions. <laughs> Which questions was she asking? I just can't remember who anybody was because I, I was only listening. Oh, okay. Uh, she is the one who asked, like specifically asked him, you know, are these pilots that we've recovered human? And he's the one who said, yeah, we did recover biologics, um, non-human, non-human biologics. biologics. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So she was the very one who asked the Hell right yeah, question. Dude. I was like, girl, yes. Get it. Nancy Mace, yes. Um, <laughs> and there's another representative, Fox, F-O-X-X, and she just wasted everyone's time. I was about to say, dude, I was about to say, like, we can edit this out, but who is, like, that old lady who just, like, did a little fucking speech? And, about like, Biden. Yeah, like, Yeah, no, she wasted everyone's don't time. don't waste our time. No, get the fuck out of there. Sorry. But like what what was oh god. So disgusting. Again, it was supposed to be a bipartisan issue. I'll get never vote for her shit. again. I don't even know who she is. <laughs> I don't know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I, yeah. I'm running her out of office. But yeah, but I'll move to wherever yeah. she is and I will run against her and I will win. <laughs> And you'll Jeez. use that particular clip from yep. the hearing and I'm being like, you want, you this is this what shit? you want? This is what you fucking want? Please. <laughs> you see this shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, I think another cool part of the congressional hearing was um, Representative Gates talking about that video that he saw behind closed doors mm. that he said, it's like undeniable that, that you know, this is not from our planet. And I want to see that video. Oh, my God. I would kill. That was a bombshell. I did not. Ex- that was like probably one of the bigger bombshells of the whole thing. Yeah. Because that was information we didn't know before. Check it out, guys. <laughs> Check it <Yeah>. out. <laughs> yeah. We can't go over the full thing. It's going to turn into a full episode of its own. But um, I will say this, though. I'm going to end this on a darker note because that's how we do it here. And go I'm scared, off, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this time I am scared, but I don't like it because, okay, just hear me out. I don't want to go d- too far down this this rabbit hole because I don't have all the facts in front of me. But, you know, these things that we're talking about, the things that were said in front of Congress, all of this was just whispers in the UFO community for a long time. And now that it's picking up a lot more um, validity, it calls other UFO and alien topics into question. So if this, which seems just so out of this world, well, it literally – yeah. It c- could well maybe <laughs> could possibly be true. Yeah. Then what else could be true that we've been hearing? And that's yeah. when my mind lingered over to abductions, which is mm. um terrifying. And I started to research it. I don't I re- kind of regret it now, but talking about aliens can just be kind of fun because it's like exciting at first and it's like this mystery and it's like, "Ooh, are we really alone?" and But when shit starts getting real, shit starts getting real. Because if you really look at all these abduction cases, the things that these people are reporting are horrifying. There's some really fucked up stuff. And this is where it gets even crazy for me. It's so hard for me to believe. But, you know, like even a hybridization 
program or oh god i mean that is just so violating yeah and again i don't know how much of this is psychology or how much of this could be real i don't know none of us really do (laughs) but that's terrifying and so i think I'm just coming to terms like even though it is exciting to talk about all this and to learn more, should we Pandora's be box? Yeah, should we should we actually be a little concerned because they don't seem that nice when you really look into it if those things are true. I've been saying. She's I've been saying it since the Brazil episode. Saying. But you know, it's also confusing because there's like this mixed messaging of like those kids at aerial school and a bunch of other uh, pilots having like nightmares of like um, scenes of like apocalyptic type of like earthquakes and tsunamis and fires and stuff, you know, things about the environment, about wanting to save the environment, mm-hmm. um, wanting to connect with human beings and work together. And then there's these other horror stories that just seem so soulless and cold. So I just wanted to put that out there that like, I don't really know how to feel anymore. And all of this is just really, it's a lot actually. Yeah. So if you're also feeling this way, you're not weird. It is crazy. It's 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 bizarre, but like I have to tell myself, take it one day at a time, take it one piece of validated information at a time, and that's all we can do. Like and it's mm-hmm. going to be okay. And we don't need to fall into despair. We can keep our minds open. Right. We don't know what's true. Multiple yes. things could be true. Yeah. Or a lot of these things could be misunderstood or it's and all not fake. Or, well, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, honestly, who fucking knows? But I don't know. It was just kind of like a creepy thought that I had the other day. And I was like, maybe I'm thinking about this too hard now. No, no. Keep all the possibilities. Yeah. In that sweet, beautiful head of yours. (laughs) Yes. I'm trying to look at the bright side of things. But yeah, it is kind of scary. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to end it on such like a heavy little. No, it's actually... I love that you brought up abductions. I love that you brought up the dark side of things because it kind of ties into some of the things that I will be talking about today. Believe it or not. Smooth transition. But before we jump in, briefly, Chloe, take it away. Well, thank you, Julianne. If you'd like to keep up with us on Les Social Media, you can follow us on our Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is at is Billy Pod. Facebook, you can just type in I'm Scared by Like a Podcast. You will find us there. And subscribe and hit the notification bell on our YouTube channel. Join us on YouTube and you can co- actually comment things on our YouTube videos and we respond. And we want to shout out, we got a donation pew, pew, boop, from my mom. Oh, my sweet, yes. sweet mom. 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 Go, Mama. Go, Mama. Um, she left us a very sweet message with her donation saying, I appreciate you two so, so much. I'm so proud of you two. Mom, we love you so, so (laughs) much. And we appreciate you because you're helping us pay for our editing programs and our recording programs. And it's just really helpful. So if any of you also want to help us out, (laughs) we do have a Ko-fi account. Our Ko-fi link is in our show notes. Thank you. Thank you. Chloe, it's time for us to travel into the forest together. Are you ready to travel into the fucking forest with me? 
Okay, let me get my little hoodie. <laughs> get my little berry picking basket and put on lace up some boots. Yes. And I'm ready. Yes, perfect. And okay. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. So, we're going to start with a little tale I came across on Twitter. Ooh. Okay. Modern day, the modern day watering hole. Okay. Um, um, you can <laughs> say a little bird in the forest told you a little story. <laughs> so, this yes. is a tweet from September 2022 by Viriconia. We will link to it in the show notes. I want to talk about something that happened yesterday when I was on my stupid walk and how I ended up doing 20,000 steps when I didn't mean to. I don't really have an opinion on it, but I just want to get it out there, maybe IDK. I'm doing my stupid walk through a woods, and at one point the path led to two trees that you step between. I put my hands on both. One was warm and dry and the other was cold and wet. Relevant? IDK. And stepped through to follow the path on. Thinking back, the sun went in at that exact point. It got really overcast and a bit cold and damp. I followed the path on for a bit, then it branched off and I went left, I think. After a while, that path just petered out into dense woodland, no path. So I turned around and went back to the fork. The next path faded out into woodland. I remember thinking, this is weird, but I've gotten lost before. So I went back, noted where I was, put rocks down to mark where I'd been and took the next path. Walking that one, I noticed I hadn't heard any people in a while, and the birds sounded over there? Like they were in another part of the woods. Hard to describe unless you've been there, but they're chirping and singing all around, but here it was like they were behind glass. By this point, I'm on a path that's more of a narrow trail. I can't see ahead or behind. Then, from a bit away, I heard a woman call, Over here! Over here! And I was like, Ah, people! Deadly! And then she laughed and I have never felt such fear in my life, the backs of my legs tingling and the hair standing on the back of my neck. She calls again, but now it's from the opposite side, and she laughs again. And then I, a grown adult, stood in the middle of the overgrown forest, took off my t-shirt, turned it inside out, got my hoodie out of my bag, and put that on too. Then I started walking again, I came to the two trees again, almost suddenly, and stepped through, and the sun came out, and the birds were right there again. Udilali. I got the chills. Now, Chloe, do you know why at Viriconia turned her t-shirt inside out? No, ma'am. Well, Chloe, that's because she had an inkling that she was fucking with the fae folk. And one of the ways to try to save yourself from the fae folk is to turn your shit inside out. Today, we're talking about the fae folk. A.K.A. fairies, A.K.A. the good folk, A.K.A. the blessed folk, A.K.A. gentry, A.K.A. the wee folk, A.K.A. the good neighbors, A.K.A. the she. Wait, <laughs> wait, but you just said the good folk. Then why did I get chills and why did it seem <sighs> wicked? Mm, an excellent question, Chloe, that we will be getting into today. <gasps> the fae or fairies or the she, whatever. Mm -hmm. They're sexy. They're creepy. Oh. They want to eat your children. What the fuck? <laughs> they contain multitudes, Chloe. They are a varied collection of fucking freaks. Like, 
peace and love if you're listening fairies um <laughs> but first and foremost let it be known sexy mm-hmm. that was Sometimes. the first thing that's the first thing we shout, shout out shout, shout out shout out to those um, sexy <laughs> children eaters okay yes so i mean oh god fairies it's an umbrella term the fae it's an umbrella term it kind of encompasses you know little tinies little tiny guys of all sorts it can also include like kind of gobliny guys or like gnomes or like you know uh changelings shapeshifters it's a a smorgasbord of um little little guys okay oh, okay because when I think about fairies, I'm thinking about Thumbelina. Tinkerbell. Thumbelina, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then Prince Corn- Cornelius and his whole family of fairies. And yeah, a jolly good magical time in summer, spring, winter, is. and fall. And sometimes, and sometimes it, it sure is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes um, it's not. But sometimes fairies are a little more uncool than we would hope for them to be. Damn, I guess not everyone's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know with the the Menehune, right? The mm. from season one, episode six? seven. Seven. Wait, seven. Now I gotta look. Yeah, no, seven. You're right. No, you're you're odd numbers. I'm looking it up. It's seven. Since we referenced this, it's seven. It's seven. It's seven. It's seven. It's seven. You're looking at it. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be well, seven. Okay, six. Seven. It is seven. Um, so you know, they're they're tricksters, but they're kind of benign, but like don't fuck with them. Right? Okay. You know, okay. it's similar vibes. Some but some are a little more complicated than others, which we will get into. Gotcha. Um, there's a book called Fairies Real Encounters with Little People by Janet Board, and she says in that book. Very often, people who see fairies come across them suddenly and unexpectedly. Certainly, they are not thinking about them at the time of the encounter. It may be that a certain detachment of mind may be a prerequisite to having what is clearly some kind of psychic experience, and the lone traveler is well-placed to be in a receptive condition. Interesting. Well, because with the Menehune, they were talking about, you know, um, only people with Hawaiian blood can see these Mm. entities. So it's kind of interesting that, like, it seems like they kind of present themselves to anyone. At least anyone who isn't seeking them out. Gotcha. Okay, interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that does seem to be, it seems to align with what happened with um, the person who wrote that Twitter thread. She was right. certainly not anticipating or looking for an encounter with fairies or to enter the other world by accident. Wow, so fairy hunting's out of the question. Okay. <laughs> to hold them accountable for their crimes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. So let's talk a little bit about traditional folklore fairies. Fairies were believed to kind of inhabit prehistoric areas of note. Um, so like prehistoric earth mounds and like ruins fairies are kind of associated with um you know cairns is that how you pronounce that cairns cairns cairn not not like a karen <laughs> <laughs> oh okay different kind of cairns rock okay. pile rock pile oh okay different yeah okay. but also yeah, kind of different. the same 
Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same def. Um, so <laughs> fairy hills, <laughs> ruins, all this kind of stuff. Some people have an idea that fairies are either spirits of like ancestors, earlier races of people, or are at least connected to that realm, which to me sounds a little more likely based on some of the zany behavior these fairies get up to, which God, I would hope some of our ancestors would like, please don't do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Lewis Spence, who wrote a bunch of occultism books that touched on fairies and the like in the British Isles, Ireland, Scotland, um, he saw the fairies as the spirits of the departed. And in his book, British Fairy Origins, he explained that that's why, you know, they were thought to haunt these monuments, that the ghosts of the dead were believed to live in the stones that marked their burial places or in in like Karen's barrows, whatever. And something to note about this is that um, there is kind of a dominant fairy theme that you're not to fuck with their territory. So these sacred locations, these prehistoric sacred locations that often were sometimes, often, often sometimes, um, (laughs) which were sometimes like sacred pagan locations as well. You, you don't want to mess with them. And there are some stories of people who were retaliated against for messing with these spaces. One example from that Janet Board book. Okay. First, a vocabulary word, wrath or wrath, not sure. It means fort, it is an oh, Irish okay. word. Okay. Good to know. Okay. A small wrath, only four yards in diameter, was held sacred as a fairy's dancing ground, and no one dared remove even a handful of earth. At night, music, as if played by silver bagpipes, could be heard floating round the hill, and a boy who lay down on the ground one evening to listen to it. At the same time, idly picking up lumps of earth and throwing them about him, as boys are wont to do, was suddenly knocked back as if struck by a violent blow. He was found lying unconscious, and it was a long time before he came to his senses and behaved normally again, the clear interference being that anyone who dares to desecrate the fairy's sacred ground will be punished by them. There's another example, which is like way worse. (laughs) Um, Don't know where this example comes from. It's just people saying stuff. But a a Carlo man, which I assume is a place, he decided to dig into a fairy mound because he was looking for fucking fairy gold, which you shouldn't fucking do. Don't just leave it alone. He started like chopping at the trees around the mound and he started to notice some crows gathering in a nearby tree oh. and he he started to feel kind of faint and he decided he was going to go home like he's not cut out for this desecrating the mound thing right now like he's he's too tired to desecrate the mound right now he'll be back tomorrow so he goes oh home God. and <laughs> when he gets home he starts to bleed from his eyes no you know, oh fairies <laughs> so don't fuck how with the their fairies shit. do it. Hmm? How how did they do how it? They, I just imagine them magical, burying dude. themselves. Oh, okay. Oh no, I, I went in a really gross route. Wow. <laughs> burrowing like, burrowing themselves eyes. in his eyes and like, <laughs> oh god, that's so I just went like took a horrific turn. Wow. <laughs> I like that though. I mean they're kind of <laughs> they're sure. gross. They're kind of like gross and creepy. 
when like when they're mean oh. when they're in a mood mm-hmm. you know they're a little gross and creepy so i wouldn't put it past them oh wow <laughs> there are some some ideas of fairy and some races species of fae are more like guardians than anything else of nature of natural spaces of trees for example there are a lot of kind of tree fairies right and some some stories say like you know if the the tree fairy fae whatever it is dies or is killed or whatever the tree's gonna die too so they they have this intrinsic link to nature and even today, or at least in recent history, in places like Ireland, where this kind of superstition is very rich, there's still kind of a deference to the fae folk. From that same book by Janet Board, she notes that in 1968, it was reported that the course of a new road in Donegal had been altered because workmen refused to cut down a tree, which was believed to be frequented by the fairies. Even though he had just felled a wood, contractor Roy Green stopped work when he reached the gnarled tree standing alone in a field. I refused to cut it down, and I would not order any of my men to do the job. I have heard so much about these fairy trees that I would not risk it. Another contractor was asked to do the work, but he also refused. There's something uncanny about it, he said. The roots are not more than a couple of feet below ground, yet it defied a hurricane seven years ago. That is very interesting. You know, because these creatures seem to be so connected with nature it makes me think if these stories of fairies are used to deter people from destroying the natural Mm. environment that humans and animals alike flourish off of we could use more of that in america honestly because (laughs) because we're just burning this place down um just chopping everything down but i mean i think that's really beautiful but i'm going to take it to the next level and this is my more like not so skeptical side this is my more believer side we talked about this in the menehune episode is like is it possible for even if this started as lore you know as like cautionary tales or whatever is it possible that if there's enough energy around a subject or an, enough belief around something that something could manifest interesting that's my weird question because not it's my understanding and obviously you're probably going to tell us more but it's my understanding that you know yeah a lot of this can be found in um irish lore or, um mm-hmm. whatever but there's also people who really claim to have seen these things or know yeah. about them or have seen them in real life and what what is that about so interesting what is that about indeed chloe <gasps> what indeed so this is serious business there's like specific information that we need to get into but before that i want to talk a little bit more about some specific accounts um to kind of get a we're, we're getting we're doing like a vibe check on fairies we're kind of seeing how okay. we feel about fairies right now so in the maybe fairies aren't so bad um category of story we have an account by 17th century antiquarian John Aubrey. And this is written, this is written real funny. Okay. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pronouncing stuff I don't know how to pronounce. I'm gonna be reading words that have m- more letters than I would normally expect them to, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, so bear with me. Okay. In the year 1633 and 1634, 
Soon, soon after I had entered into my grammar at the Latin school at Yatton Canal near Chippenham, Wiltshire, our curate, Mr. Hart, was annoyed, which is spelled annoy apostrophe D, which I love and I am going to incorporate into my own language. I was annoyed that. one night by these elves or fieries coming over the downs. It being near dark and oh approaching one of the fairy dances. <laughs> I can't do an accent. As the common people call them in these parts, viz the green circles made by those sprites on the grass, see? Um, he all at once saw an innumerable quantity of pygmies or very small people dancing round and round and singing and making all manner of small odd noises. N-O-Y-S-E-S. <laughs> You're doing great. Keep <laughs> going. You. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Powering through. He being yes. very greatly amazed and yet not being able, as he says, to run away from them, being, as he supposes, kept there in a kind of enchantment, they no sooner perceive him, but they surround him on all sides. And what betwixt fear and amazement, he fell down and scarcely knowing what he did. And thereupon these little creatures pinched him all over and made a sort of quick humming noise all the time but at length they left him and when the sun rose he found himself exactly in the midst of one of the, those fairy dances this relation i had from him myself a few days after he was so tormented but when i and my bedfellow stump went soon afterwards at nighttime to the dance on the downs we saw none of the elves or fairies but indeed it is said they seldom appear to any persons who go to seek for them well, that just sounds nice. <laughs> that just sounds right? like people, a party. People pay good money on Craigslist to be pinched all over and hummed at. You yeah, know what I, I like, mean? All I was thinking was... <laughs> yeah, like that's that's cute and fun. Like that's fun and flirty. It's sexy. Fun and flirty. <laughs> it's flirty, flirty and thriving. Mm-hmm, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I said that word wrong. I don't Th- know what it 30, is. Thirty, flirty and... Thriving. Oh, was I right? Oh. Yeah. You know. Funny. How old are you? Do you know how old 29. I am? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second. I was like, do you know how old I am? We talked about this. I can't remember. 31. No. 30. 15. Fuck you. <laughs> Wait, are you younger or older than me? I'm 30. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway. God. Okay, whatever. Where, what are we talking about? I don't know. Fairies. Are we recording a podcast right now? <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that's an example of, you know, fairies just being <laughs> kind of cool and like down for whatever. Down to clown. Definitely down to clown. But maybe, maybe actually they're very bad. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the sound that came out of me. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the fae, at least some of the fae, I'm not going to speak for all of the fae. I mean, I will. I am like fey brained right now, dude. Like I cannot even fucking like relate to mortals right now. Like I am kind of like mm. other world oriented. Um, so I feel like they speak through me to a certain extent. Um, <laughs> but I will. I would never say out loud that I am speaking for all of the fey. But they they have a special interest in taking children away. And something you need to know about the Fae is that they operate within a world called the Other World. It has multiple different names in you know the different various languages of the area, but it's essentially 
an, uh, an other dimension is where they come from. And this other dimension or world or whatever you want to call it is where they would love to take your child and keep oh. it forever. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So reminds me of some other beings that are supposedly from another dimension. The hell? Which beings? Aliens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk about Allegedly. that. Allegedly. What? We will be talking about that. Um, oh. But something that's very common in these legends is fae folk, fairies, whatever, stealing a child and leaving a changeling fae child in its place. So in the legends, the changelings are like kind of sickly. Um, they might have physical abnormalities. Parents can recover their original child by like finding that that fae that took them and um, either making the changeling laugh or by torturing it. And oh, yeah. So oh, when no. you think about this too hard, it's a little dark. When you think about this outside of fun and cool stuff, and if you look at it as story, mm-hmm. um, you've got a bunch of parents abusing their children who are maybe disabled or neurodivergent. For example, that's how I took that exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I. That's how it translated to me. Yeah, it is a very fun and cool story if you want to torture your child and excuse it really easily. It's a very convenient superstition to believe in. It, did people get away with that? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. No. Be, uh, people in Ireland, Scotland, the British Isles, like up until. Honestly, fairly recently, like, you know, pre-industrial period, like, fairy belief, it it wasn't, like, abnormal. It was just part of daily life. It was kind of, I was reading an interesting article um, talking about it as the, God, how did they phrase it? Let me just see how they phrased it. The moral economy of luck and chance. So when you think about it in that realm, and let me find, I did grab one quote from that part. Um, There's an author who wrote a book called Coral Gardens and Their Magic about the Trobriand Islanders. I don't know where that is. I'm not commenting on that. I just grabbed the the quote because it was in the article. It says, wherever there is an important human activity, which is at the same time dangerous, subject to chance and not completely mastered by technical means, there is always for the Trobriander a magical system, a body of rites and spells to compensate for the uncertainty of chance and to forearm against bad luck. Fairy magic among the rural Irish compensates for uncertainty in an equivalent way. So when you think about that, when you think about pre-industrial period, so much is left to chance. And even now, obviously, we're impacted by the natural world in ways that we can't <laughs> like, right. um, expect or whatever, protect against because we are of the world. But when that's when you don't have as much defense against chance in the natural world, it makes a lot of sense that you would invest in a moral economy of luck and chance where it's like there here's ways that you can defend against bad luck. These are the things you can do. These are the things you believe in because you have to, right? Like this is how you protect yourself and your family. So it was super common to believe in fairies like not even a question really 
That is so interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just keep going back to the Menehune episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep drawing similarities because what I was thinking too is I was asking myself, why do different cultures around the world have a cultural history of putting things off on these tiny creatures or tiny mm. humanoids or whatever it may be, the good and the bad, right? With the Menehune attributing that huge stone wall that was made in the marsh in the farmlands to the Menehune when really it it was Hawaiians being really good at craftsmanship. And, you know, so that's like a an example of like a good attribution. But mm-hmm. then, yeah, it does take a darker turn sometimes where the things that are harder to, for the human mind to wrap their brains around like even with unfortunate circumstances out of your control i understand but i think when it gets darker is if you know there must have been some people who kind of use that to mask their own evil doings right yeah so i mean there's a spectrum here but how interesting that human beings kind of have like this tendency to put off our human experiences on like these mythical type of um, entities. Yeah. And I mean, it makes sense that like, you know, when you have all these various trickster spirits or whatever that are, and we even talked about this with um, like Nokperabo and et cetera, where it's like, they're not necessarily good or bad, which is similar to like fate and chance, right? Where it's like, it's not driven by, what we're chanced with in life is not driven necessarily as far as we know by like mm-hmm. benevolence or malevolence. Like it, it feels more random and that feels more chaotic, right? And more trickstery, mm-hmm. which definitely vibes with all these various kind of trickster spirits and entities. Or maybe it's a way to cope too, because especially with religion, yeah. you know, it teaches you if you are, if you do well, if you serve your you know, God, or, or if you mm-hmm. do good deeds, then you'll, you know, there's like this common misconception that, you know, you will be in better graces. You will be. Yeah. If you treat the fairies yeah. right, if you don't right. fucking dig into the fairy mound, yeah. chance will lean more on, on the good side. <laughs> right. And, and even, you know, in the Bible, just, it just, uh, just to quote it, you know, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And that reminds me of, what we're talking about here is um, yeah, unavoidable things happen to everyone. And and maybe this really is a way for the human mind to cope. You know, it's, it's a lot more pleasant than things are just random and chaotic and Mm -hmm. no matter what you do to deserve it or not deserve it, it happens to us all. So yeah, it it can get pretty deep. On that very same note, let me tell you how to deal with a fairy. So you don't get got Okay. <laughs> you don't get, you don't get okay. Yeah. Now yeah. teach us, teach us how to protect yeah. ourselves. Yeah. 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 So you, you already, we talked about the, the turning the clothes inside out as one way to combat um, a fairy spell befalling you, but that doesn't always work. Okay. There's some other protections. These, these are the more complicated ones that you probably won't be able to do, but also. I'm going to try to be comprehensive here in case you have some rowan berries on you, okay? What's a rowan berry? I've never heard of that. (laughs) Rowan berry. It sounds – I mean, I know when I played a lot of Lord of the Rings Online, the greatest MMO, um, 
on the internet. I <laughs> remember fucking with like Rowan wood, I think, when I was making bows for my elf archer. Um, anyway, so maybe it's like, <laughs> it, sound, it sounds very pastoral is what I'm trying to say. You know, Tolkien, he's like, oh, the British Isles, Middle Earth. Um, so Rowan berries, I don't know if we have access to them here. You definitely, okay. you don't got any fucking Rowan berries. I don't got probably. no Rowan berries. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Oh, on, next on the list, a staff of Rowan wood. I could craft that on my Lotro account. Um, anyway. Lotro um, <laughs> <laughs> Iron horseshoes fastened on the house and stable walls. Okay. Hold stones hung over the cattle's food manger. This is very specific advice if you have a ranch or a farm. Yeah, all inaccessible to me. <laughs> I'm so just, I'm, somebody yeah. out there is listening and they're like, on it. Yeah. I'm going to the cattle's food manger right now. Um, <laughs> and religious acts such as making the sign of the cross, sprinkling holy water, and ringing church bells. Okay. Uh, good luck. Okay. Other things. These are more practical. These... Chloe, this is when you start taking notes. I'm going to give you the the okay. goods right now, okay? So, All right, ready. <laughs> I'm sure you're familiar with um, at least the idea of fairy rings. A yes, ring of yeah, mushrooms. mushrooms. Yep, uh, those grow sometimes where a tree has died. And they are also portals to the fairy realm. So <gasps> do they not. They kind of look. Oh. Don't go in. Oh. <laughs> They kind of look like little fairies, like surrounding. They do. It looks super cute. It's super magical. I don't know if any of our listeners have seen a fairy ring in person. Uh, I saw it maybe once or twice in my life. They are magical looking. They truly are enchanting to to behold. That's because they're trying to enchant you, dude. They are trying to fucking get you into the other world to do like sexual things and oh my god foods no. and what, whatever they want to tickle you and hum whatever they want to do anyway i'm down to party but i'm not down for the other <laughs> shit what the fuck it de- it depends it depends on depends on the fate you get yeah exactly okay. yeah all right well roll the dice roll the dice <laughs> russian um, roulette we'll see what happens yeah so oh, don't god. stand in um don't stand in a fairy ring. Um, you might get stuck. You might slip out of time. You might end up in the fairy realm, et cetera, et cetera. Let's say you run into a fairy. And um, this could be outside of the fairy realm, or maybe you've accidentally made your way into the fairy realm. Oops. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's what you need to do, okay? Okay. A little contradictory. First, we'll start with the easy stuff that's straightforward and not contradictory. Leave food out for them, okay? They like tasty treats. Relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Anything in particular? No, I don't. I I didn't come across a menu. Um, Just leave something. Maybe like wheat cakes. I don't know if I'm making that up. Um, That was a wheat cake. Bread? cake made of wheat. I don't know. It sounds very British. They, okay. I'm sure they eat wheat cakes. All right. I'll look it up later. Right, wheat cakes. <laughs> wheat cakes, maybe. Don't be rude. Well, that's just rule number one. Anywhere you go. In general. Exactly. Be nice. Don't tell them your real name or they could gain control over you. But also, don't lie to them. Do well, I know how you balance those two? No, I don't know. Be evasive? 
maybe change the subject change the subject yeah ask them their name they will not tell you if you know their name you are in a powerful place if they offer you a gift like don't like accept it (laughs) um or if you do accept it you have to be really careful destroy it if you can don't thank them for the gift do not thank them for the gift okay because it's supposed to be nice nope if you thank them for the <laughs> gift, <laughs> you will owe them. And you do Uh-oh. not want to fucking owe a fairy, dude. You are in trouble if you owe a fairy. So you're going to have to, na- when you're in the moment, I'm sure you'll totally be able to balance um, the lying and the not lying and the being rude and, or the not being rude with the not accepting a gift. Like, I'm sure you'll, you'll figure it out. Um, I feel like I'd fail immediately because I, <laughs> I just can't handle I can't handle any of that. I'm just too nice and too social interactions with humans yeah. are, you know, complicated enough. Like yeah. Is, and okay, so if you are in the other world, it's possible you'll be treated like a guest and it will be cool and you'll just be there for some tickles or pi- not tickles, excuse me, some pinches. Um you'll be there for some pinches and humming. <laughs> but also, you could become <laughs> their prisoner because oh, it's not just children that they like to steal away. It's also adults. And if you eat the phase food while you're in the other world, you will never be able to leave. And you just won't even like human food anymore. God, they're so like, I don't know the word. <laughs> they're like. Exacting, Ex- no. or something <laughs> like <laughs> you know. Mm, mm-hmm, They're like mm-hmm. so. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Have a really good point. Yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, so glad you understand. Yeah. Yep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chloe. So (laughs) um, we're going to talk about a couple of specific fae, specifically from – I was about to try to do an accent, but I don't know how, dude. Um, The Ireland area, okay? I'm not doing an accent. There are so, so fucking many types of fae. There are so many fucking fae. You gotta really, you gotta get on the fucking fairy subreddit, dudes. You gotta get in there. You gotta read <laughs> about everybody trying to connect with the fae and everybody warning them, don't do it, don't fuck with the fae. Uh, be careful. And then, like, looking at everybody's cool art of fairy characters that they've created. There's like, oh, I'm so fae brained out right now. I don't know how to feel about them. I like them and I hate them. You be careful. Uh oh. Careful what you say. Uh oh. Careful what I just said. <laughs> that was a very strong statement I just said. That was- I'm- you that don't know who's listening right now. I don't hate them. I, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm perplexed. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah, understand yeah. them yet. Yeah, that's good. I don't. I, I will say this: I don't approve of them stealing away children or people in general. I think that not cool, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the partying and like the. The little pinches and the pinches, yeah. I'm here. The for pinches the pinches. could be 
not so good for some people. But you know, I like the nicer stuff. You know what I mean? Like I just like the Sometimes why they cold. gotta be they're so protecting like trees. hot and cold. Yeah, they're like all yeah. about the environment. Some of them. Some yeah, some okay. of them. So there's a there's like such a wide variety of fae and fairies. We would be here all fucking day, dude. I would love to do that with you. I'd love to go through every single fucking fairy, goblin, gnome. But we simply don't have the time. So you're gonna have to do your own fucking research, guys. Like I can't educate all of you. So let's talk about a couple. The fairy that, Reddit. <laughs> mm-hmm, fairies subreddit. Check it out. Um, no, it's probably not the best place to find anything <laughs> useful. Um, we'll talk about a couple that I had not heard of before from Ireland. The first one that we will talk about is the puka. The puka? Oh, the puka. That means a hole in Hawaiian. Oh, hole. really? Yeah. Puka. Puka di peppo. No. <laughs> 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 so the puka they are very mischievous they love mischief but most people believe they're benign um okay. there i'll try and find a photo for you chloe my dear but they're all very different um some are fucking stupid not obviously not a photo drawing i'm talking about drawings See this motherfucker? Oh. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay, guys. I am looking at this old illustration of this creature that kind of looks like a monkey cat bat. Um, <laughs> it's sitting like a monkey, but it has the ears of a bat rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the face of a rabbit cat, but the eyes of a... God knows what, and it has these cute little, um, yeah, like an eye eye, and they have these very skinny, small wings that probably, just proportion wise, wouldn't really (laughs) take them places. Um, They're for show, and yeah, and the tail looks like a very ratty, not so friendly, furry, very furry. This whole body, yeah, but it's not like a poof. Right, thin. It's a skinny tail, and he's black and furry, or like a dark brownish black, and just like furry with whiskers and hair coming out, like tufts. Yeah, he looks like like a little bat demon you'd see in like Halloween or something. Yeah, I mean it's it's very it's interesting. Creepy. Yes, he can change forms. Here's the fu- the Wikipedia image is fucking insane. Do you see this? That's the best one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm look what I'm looking at is this guys is like the stick fi- it's like a crumpled it's a black and white drawing and it's just like a crumpled piece of god knows what and there's like the skinny little black thing that has like, like a the, stick figure with a big old head. Yeah, it looks like a duck head and and but like the mouth is all wrong but then like the body is just a skinny little thing. It's the best illustration out here. We will definitely be putting that on Instagram. You'll see it. You'll see what we mean. It's just, it's superb. Here's another puka where it just looks like a goat horse. Now that, that's fucking terrifying to me. (laughs) That looks other, that looks like something that came out of the dark realm. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to say it, but it looks a little (laughs) demonic. So, yeah. No. Yeah. Pukas, they can change shape. They have 
three main characteristics that are shared, but there's a lot of differences between these stories. Um, so they either have red or sparkly golden eyes. They have that dark. Well, that's that can't be too bad. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> they have dark black fur or hair, which we did see across the yes. board and the illustrations. And also they can speak. And sometimes they take oh, human form. Uh, mm-hmm. so I don't know why. That just gave me the chills. It's unnerving. They'll chat with people. They'll trick people, give them advice. There's- it, no, don't <laughs> no, give you don't like that. I don't like the advice <laughs> element. That just seems <laughs> malevolent. Okay. So, well, so some – there's one very specific story of the puka where – They'll show up in November, which is um, the beginning of the Celtic year, and they will give people advice or warn them about like something bad that's going that might happen that year. Oh, so they're like kind of they're like forecasting the year to you. Okay. So most people respect the puka. The Puka di Peppo. Um, they're not <laughs> That's super afraid. I mean, some there's like some stories of Pukas, you know, yoinking kids. Um, you know, the Fae just every once in a while they want to take a child, gobble them up or whatever they do. Also, apparently in Waterford and Wexford, the Puka can take the form or has taken the form of a huge eagle. Weird. Wow. So sometimes it just wants to spread its wings and fly away. Exactly. Like I'm done with this shit. Like a bird, you know that song. (laughs) (laughs) Who sings that song? Nelly Furtado. (laughs) He just heard like a Nelly Furtado song on the radio one day, and he was like, "I, this is me." Inspo. And that's when it started. It all started with Nelly Furtado. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we just figured that out. Did we just figure that out? Sorted. Wow. We just solved that. Mm Mm-hmm. One thing about them that I noted that, you know, it has like a goat horse form or whatever. And it's in the Wikipedia page, especially, um, it kept phrasing it in a weird way that the puka would try to entice people to take a wild ride on their back. (laughs) It's like, can you stop saying wild ride, please? Like, who wrote this? Like, don't say it like that. Um, so it's just like a, it's kind of like, (laughs) (laughs) again, this is kind of like a benign wild ride, um, where they just go on this, it's kind of like a roller coaster, you know, like you get on, you're like, ah, I'm scared. I'm kind of having fun. I'm scared, but I like it. Um, and then you end up being dropped off right back where you started. It's the same shit. But in other stories, there's only one man who's ever ridden the puka and it is King Brian Boru, the high king of Ireland. Wow. So, okay. Sounds fake. I was guy. expecting I'm pretty like sure we're a- all taking a wild ride on the puka. It's not just you. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell his story because I think he's faking it. Anyway. The king is faking it. He is faking it. We will talk very briefly about this other fae called the Abertac. Abertac? Abertach? Abertac? Fuck, I should have asked her. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. It's actually a real word, so I can just search it on Google. Also, mimic it very successfully. It's going to sound really good when I do this. <laughs> Everyone's going to be Everyone, very get impressed. ready. Yeah, get get ready. ready, dudes. 
um, Irish. If we have any um, listeners from Ireland, hello. Hi. And sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry if we've offended you in any way. But we're trying. It's a really beautiful language. I've, I've thought about um, learning it myself, but it, it is a little challenging. So um, we thank yeah. you for your patience. The, I mentioned earlier that in Irish, Fay folk is she, which is yeah. disturbingly spelled S I D H. Explain that, Ireland. <laughs> God. <laughs> That is really confusing. Well, I mean, to us, I mean, to them, it's like normal. Yeah. Our language is confusing. Yeah. Oh, oh. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. What was that? Um, uh, Once again, it is. (laughs) Our (laughs) talk. Our talk. I'm, I can't get Wait, myself try. to. Uh, ow, 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 ta. No, ow, you have to raise your shoulders as you. As, uh, oh. What is? I, I look, guys. I'm trying to pronounce it. I can't even <laughs> fucking look at it. I I can't hear it. I'm just going. Right, off, yeah, like, I could send yeah, it here. I'll send you the mic. link. It's here, chaos here. Okay, I just sent the link in the chat. I want you to try to pronounce okay, it. Okay, well, yeah, I, I want to try it. God. Okay, here we go. Ow, ta. Yeah. See? Our talk. Our talk. Our talk. So it's like a light uh, It's not a uh, strong uh. We did it. Amazing. I so I don't know. Our talk is the word for dwarf in Irish. And this motherfucker may or may not have been the inspiration for Dracula. Believe <gasps> it or not. I am going to read a small snippet from The Origin and History of Irish Names and Places by Patrick Joyce. Okay. So he writes, there is a place in the pair. Oh, fuck. It's a lot of place names. Here we go. Round two, baby. Fuck me, dude. There's a place in the parish of Aragall in Londonderry called (laughs) Slataverti, but it ought to have been called Lataverti, the lot of or sepulchral monument of the (laughs) Aorta. Or dwarf. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was good. I'm not redoing that. Um, okay. That was a sick joke that I think he put in there. I totally understood it. Sounded like something. Uh, so funny. Um, this dwarf was a magician and a dreadful tyrant. And after having perpetrated great cruelties on the people, he was at last vanquished and slain by a neighboring chieftain. Some say by Fionn McCumhale. <laughs> What? I'm so, okay. Spelled c- come and then hail. Okay. Kumail. Kumail. Um, he was buried in a standing <clears throat> posture, but the very next day he appeared in his old haunts, more cruel and vigorous than ever. And the chief slew him a second time and buried him as before. But again, he escaped from the grave and spread terror through the whole country. The chief then consulted a druid, and according to his directions, he slew the dwarf a third time and buried him in the same place with his head downwards, which subdued his magical power so that he never again appeared on earth. The locked, I don't know what that word means, I'm sorry, raised over the dwarf, does that mean grave? Headstone? Rock? Um, 
Over the dwarf is still there, and you may hear the legend with much detail from the natives of the place, one of whom told it to me. So that is Joyce recounting something some guy said, and some other stories of the Awarta um, say that he continuously rose from the grave to drink blood, and he needed to be killed with a sword of yew wood, which does sound very- Like a stake. Yep. Vampiric. Mm-hmm. That does. Coincidence? I don't know. I think not. I think not. Because this mo- fucking Bram, he didn't fucking go to Eastern Europe. Bram is from fucking Dublin, dude. Like, he is just in motherfucking Ireland writing fucking Dracula. Hasn't been over there. He says it was based on, what, like, Vlad. The Impaler. But, I mean, if if you fucking are in Ireland, which is rich with fucking Faelor. You probably know the fucking Aorta. And I wouldn't be surprised if that influenced your book, my guy. Interesting. Hold on. I know that there's like a Dracula's castle somewhere, like a real one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is that? I'm just Romania. Yeah, 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 It's called Bron, Bren, Bron Castle in Romania. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a castle that is marketed as the home of the title character in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. According to Wikipedia. So, moving away from specific weird-ass motherfuckers, I want to talk about what I find to be the kind of most eerie and interesting part of what fairies allegedly do to people. And what I'm referring to is the Fodin Marv, or the stray sod, being in the forest and being led astray, essentially, which is where we started at the beginning of the episode um, with that story of the person getting lost in the forest. It's, it's this phenomenon that people experience of not being able to find the correct path, even if they've been in this forest before, they know it well, suddenly they get lost, um, they're maybe lost for hours or they feel like they're lost for like 15 minutes, but then they're actually missing time. It's kind of high strangeness energy. I was just about to say that. Yep. High strangeness <laughs> yep. level mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. In England, it's called to be pixie led. In Ireland, it's the stray sod or Fodin Marv. This This is happening wherever a fairy spell has been laid. So a fairy has done this intentionally to trick a person who's not expecting it. We have an example of a girl in 1935 from that same Real Fairy Encounters book by Janet Board, um, which is a whole bunch. There's so many stories in that book. So I'll be sure to link that in the show notes. You can actually, if, if you get a little scribbed free trial, it's on there. You can read it during your 30-day free trial. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) this is the story of – oh, it doesn't say her name, does it? No. It's the story of girl in 1935 who lost herself on Lissard, a fairy fort in County Mayo. Delicious. When she tried to leave the hill, she found herself unable to pass through the gap in the outer bank. Some internal force prevented her, even turned her around so she was walking back into the fort again. Panic-stricken, she tried again and again to leave, but an invisible wall was stopping her. 
She also felt an atmosphere of hostility growing around her. Darkness came, and soon she saw the lights of men searching for her, calling her name. She called back from only 20 or 30 yards distance, but they seemed unable to hear her and went away. Later, she suddenly realized that the barrier had vanished and she was able to leave the fort and return home. I find this very unnerving. You know, out of everything that we've discussed so far, this one seems, I don't know why, it seems the most like probable to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I've heard stories about this in other areas of the world. You know, it seems to be like something that just kind of happens, especially in forests. Mm-hmm. When you think of like Aokigohara in Japan, people who walk through there experience like the same thing, like a loss of time, feeling lost, feeling like disoriented, hearing whispers or voices in the woods, you know, oh my God, that's just so creepy. Yeah. In Japan, there's the phenomena of um, kamikakushi, spiriting away. Maybe you all have seen that movie, Spirited Away. Oh, Um, okay. It's a similar concept where the gods are snatching people up in the woods oh my god that's so interesting Mm -hmm. i mean this is everywhere i i read a um reddit comment so you know this is truth um (laughs) thanks mozambique asmr um they said (laughs) (laughs) southeast asian here there's a lot of stories surrounding these unexplained lost time in the woods a popular explanation in the sea region is that there are ghosts who cover your eyes and sort of lead you in circles slash astray There are quite a few recorded incidents in my country slash on forums. One of the more recent one is when two teens went hiking to find a Japanese shrine in a forested area. They couldn't be found for four hours, I think. Search it up if anyone is interested. And you know what, Mozambique ASMR, I tried. I tried and I could not find anything. You have to be more specific. (laughs) (laughs) Drop a link, girl. The ghost covering the eyes thing is such an interesting kind of take on of what sounds like the same kind of experience. It's spine chilling. And when it you is. think of like missing 411, all those people that oh, just yep. mysteriously go yep. missing. We're talking about our, it. <laughs> yeah. In uh, North America's like national parks. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me a lot of that, of getting disoriented, um, especially, you know, uh, in a lot of these uh, missing 411 is going to have to be its own episode one day, but like just thinking about all these, experienced hikers and hunters who are going out and getting lost or just disappearing where they know the trails, they know the terrain, they, they've been doing this for their whole lives and then they get disoriented. I wonder, you know, is it a possibility that some of that is attributed to whatever is causing this phenomenon here? And is it possible that, you know, we try to assign supernatural explanations to it when we don't understand or, could actually be kind of supernatural. I don't know. Yeah. But that is so creepy either way and truly disorienting and a no bueno situano. It's not good. <laughs> and a lot of people don't come back from that kind of stuff. So, yeah. it, you know, it's good that at least the first story we heard at the very beginning of this episode and the one you just said, at least they found their way out. But yeah, yeah, yeah that can be very dangerous. Another um, example of the same phenomenon is Metsampeto in uh, Finland, which literally means forests cover. And I like this kind of iteration of it because it talks very specifically about the the phenomenon of like being caught and like being able to still kind of see the real world, uh, perceive it, but not being able to be perceived. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's similar to that first story of the girl, right? Where she's like, you know, they're close, I, they, but they can't hear me. So from Wikipedia, people covered by forest, um, were described as not being able to recognize the terrain around them, even if they were on familiar grounds. In other cases, they might have walked endlessly through unfamiliar terrain or were rendered completely paralyzed, unable to move or speak. Unnatural silence devoid of the sounds of nature was also common. People or animals under the influence of the phenomenon were described as becoming either completely invisible to other people or looking like part of the nature around them, like a rock. Oh, that's so haunting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the cause behind Metsenpeto was usually credited to Mahinens, a small humanoid creature. Once like again. Gnomes. Once again. Okay. Um, and so some people were able to free themselves by doing the like inside out clothes or switching their shoes to the opposite feet. Or I've heard this as well for other world related stuff, watching the world upside down through your own legs. So like bending over and looking at the mm-hmm. world through your legs. It's, it's like topsy turvy. So. Oh, interesting concept. Like if you're getting mm-hmm. disoriented, if you're being, if your world is being turned upside down, Turn it back. Turn that shit. Again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know, some people are able to get out that way and some people are just never seen again. Can I actually tell you a strange story that By happened to me in the forest? Yeah, please. What? Yeah, so I don't know if my mom and I were just like freaking ourselves out or whatever, but there is this hill in Hawaii that's a popular lookout spot and you drive up into this little mountain range and it's like a nice winding foresty drive and then you end up coming out the other side like um in another neighborhood. And we were driving up and we used to religiously go driving up there um at least once a week or something. And we typically go at night sometimes. And my dad used to take me riding too whenever we couldn't sleep or we just needed to get out of the house, clear our minds. It was kind of a, a thing that me and my parents did. And I, I really miss it actually. Um, anyway, so my mom and I were driving up this mountain winding road one night and we just started to feel weird. Like we started to just it was just like a weird feeling. Um, I don't know how to explain that, but I just felt like we weren't alone. And I don't know if we just started freaking ourselves out and I'm open to that idea. But what ended up happening was it usually takes us like a little over half an hour to drive that whole thing. And it felt like we kept passing the same place over oh, and over. Shit. Yeah. And it took us longer, at least like 15 to maybe like 20, 25 minutes longer to get out of there than usual. And we were going fast. Like we didn't hit any traffic. We didn't pass anyone on the way. And we were just kind of confused. And I was like, I swear to God, we passed this, didn't we? Oh, I'm getting chills now. And like, um, for some reason, Julianne, like I, I think my mom remembers this too. Like we just kept looking at the clock and it just felt like it was taking forever and it just felt like this is taking way too long we've done this a million times what is going on and it just felt like we were just stuck in this time loop it was weird that's freakish that's some yeah you post that on the glitch in the matrix subreddit (laughs) you know what it might have been a glitch in the matrix moment but you know because i i really can't tell because i was way younger and you know maybe 
we were just freaking ourselves out. Maybe we were in a dark car and, and that's probable too, but I remember it being really surreal. Yeah. That's interesting that it was shared, a shared experience. It was both of us. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows, but maybe you almost got got. Yeah. I almost got got by the fairies. By the, <laughs> yeah. it, I don't think it was the Menehune. I, you know, that doesn't seem to be like a characteristic. Right. Maybe, yeah. Who fucking knows, who dude? Knows, but dude. why do we get so disoriented in forests? Even for people who travel the same road, the same trails, are familiar with the area. Why do we have like this sense of loss of time or like yeah. disorientation? I don't know. I find it very. I remember one time I was um you have a story too okay <laughs> well <laughs> I, <laughs> I was up in the um north woods of Minnesota I was right near the Canadian border and um I was in a little cabin and um I, I mean it's like very little cab cabin is like an overseas <laughs> very small <laughs> little space shack. with roof yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and um I remember at one point checking the time and it was all wrong, but it wasn't wrong in the sense of having like something taking too long. It was wrong in the sense that something didn't take enough time. Like, Hmm. like time froze almost. And it was like way earlier than it should have been. And then I realized Canadian time zones are slightly different from American time zones. And I, just um didn't realize that I was now in the eastern time zone and oh. that is what happened <laughs> or something. Like <laughs> you're tripping I, I was I first. was excited. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I had my first time slip moment or something. And then I was oh like, God. oh no, I'm just literally stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was too bad. That's always a sad realization, isn't it? Yeah, like <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. I'm just stupid. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's how I feel about mine too. It's like that could have been a genuine experience or yeah. we were just freaking ourselves out. It's hard to know. I, I don't fucking remember. Don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a mystery now, but that was I weird. Love those stories. Anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right on the fucking money, as always, bringing up missing 411, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, is kind of its own whole fucking thing. And I don't know where I really, you know, there's a lot of, um, What's the guy's name? David Pleiades or something like that? Polites? Polites? David Polites? I don't know how to say his name either. Okay. Well, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. So that's the missing 411 guy. And, um, you know, there are a lot of videos, et cetera, like debunking a lot of his cases that he's focused on and showing that mm-hmm. it's not like it's not as exciting and spooky as it seems or whatever. But missing 411 has some interesting similarities obviously to this stray sod phenomenon where you know for example somebody's lost in the forest or whatever specifically this is like national parks um in the united states so a dog a search hound whatever might like suddenly lose the scent right like maybe somebody's suddenly not there anymore when they just were which would kind of lines up with uh met Mesan Metsan Peto, whatever the Finnish one, you know, where suddenly mm-hmm. you're kind of behind a glass or whatever. You know, there's sudden inclement weather uh, when people are searching for you, and right. a lot of times, like if the person 
is found, like they'll just reappear just like sitting where people have already looked, for example. I've also heard theories of natural gases um, Mm. rising up from the earth that can make people feel very disoriented. Like um, if you go far down, far down enough in caves or something like that there's a cave gas yeah what kind of gas is it sorry i I just said cave gas i don't know what kind. yeah let's just call it cave gas because i can't remember what it's called right now but that can be very disoriented too and make you feel um kind of like you're going out of your mind a little bit or yeah yeah very confused so i wonder if something similar can be happening in these natural environments that we're not sure about you know or even in swamplands the gas that rises up can create fireballs. And so there's like these lights that people used to think were like ghostly spiritual fire in these swampy mm-hmm. areas when really it's just a uh, gas rising up from below the water. So who really knows? Or really? maybe it's portals into another fucking dimension. No, you're right. Chloe. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm diving way too deep. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking way too hard about it. <laughs> I do think that's one that is I mean, I am not at all a missing 411 scholar, but I do think that's scholar. one <laughs> and that's one of yeah. the theories is the like portal theory um, that people are getting missing uh by wandering into portals or whatever. But, you know, if fairies are real, which I think we all believe they are at this point after i've laid out the evidence (laughs) after everything um, after everything we've been through i do think you know we can't rule out getting fucking got by a fairy who wanted to lead you astray and gave you some fucking food in the fairy realm it's a possibility what if what if it's all of the above yeah well chloe thank you for saying that um (laughs) I just like always accidentally fall into the next transition or you're just waiting for me and then you're like, okay, she said it. Okay, go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Yes. What if it's all of the above? What if? Thank you. Yes. And you know who else asks that question a lot of times when it comes to high strangeness, Chloe? Who? Jacques oh. Valet. Jacques oh. fucking Valet. You're not going to like this. You're not going to like where I'm going with this. But – isn't there something a little interesting? Maybe you will like this because you kind of said you you kind of mentioned some of it. But isn't there something kind of interesting about some of the similarities between alien abductions and abductions by fairies? I was thinking it the whole time, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to keep bringing up aliens. I can't keep doing this every episode. Okay. It but yes, is, I was thinking that the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it is very interesting. And it is especially interesting considering a lot of ufologists want to simply talk about UFOs and alien abductions from like a certain modern time, like the fucking when, like the 20s or whatever onward. I can't, I don't remember specifically what, what year they kind of count as like yeah. the big year or whatever. They are interested in everything forward from that point. But in doing that, you're writing off a lot of very strange, unexplained encounters and abductions from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of motherfuckers in the fucking forest getting got, dude. What if it's all connected? 
Do you know of any reportings or old legends or stories that describe more of like a typical alien abduction or encounter, like any lights or beans or anything like that? I mean, you've got like fucking will-o'-wisp stuff or whatever, will-o'-the-wisp, whatever. So like there's a book that I very unfortunately only learned about. I kind of knew about it, but I didn't fully understand what the contents were. I, I learned about it today by Jacques Vallée called Passport to Magonia, which is literally about this, drawing mm-hmm. the parallels between these old timey, <laughs> old timey, but yeah. you know, like, pa- yeah. like older experiences compared to abductions. And he pulls a lot of fucking similarities. I could only read a little bit, so I don't have like stories mm-hmm. pulled for you, but let me see what I wrote here. For example, missing time elements, which you're finding in these fairy encounters or whatever, very similar to abduction reports and even just UFO sightings. Like they're often tied to this high strangeness of missing time. There are creepy stories of fey folk sexually harassing humans. Right. And, you know, there are a lot of fucking reports of like breeding focused alien abductions, um, you know, people being violated in that way when they're abducted. Even throughout mythology, you know, there are these stories of non-humans breeding with humans, right? Like there are stories of these hybrids, for lack of a better word, um, you know, even angels, goddesses, gods, all this kind of stuff, marriages between humans and fairies, um, changeling children stuff is weird. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's these – with UFO abduction reports, there's a lot of disturbing stuff about like sperm extraction, weird pregnancies, and hybridization as you brought up. Yeah, where the fetuses are missing. Yep. Yeah, and there seems to be a correlation between these abductions, cherry-picking children from a young age. Well, yeah, that was redundant, but people from a young age. So some of these abductees talk about remembering feeling like stalked as a as a child, seeing this very strange person or being that d- didn't look human following them. So and then eventually becoming abducted or becoming a part of a program or a tracking type of who the hell knows. But either way, like, yeah, you can't deny that these abduction stories correlate a lot with what we're hearing about fairies. And I mean, that is like next level conspiracy. Like maybe the fairies and the trolls were all just alien experience. No, I but don't here's know, the thing. but you can't, you can't deny the similarities. Yeah. The thing that Jacques Vallée is trying to introduce is that it may not be aliens at all. Oh my god. The, the which road I, this just part you're keeps not getting twistier. Like. <laughs> I don't but, like any of it, so I'm ready. <laughs> but his his general kind of philosophy or theory or whatever, which I've talked about before and you've been like, yeah, yeah okay, um, is that it is all the same something. And how we're interpreting that something might depend on us, might depend on the dominant culture of the time. 
it might not if if these similarities are going all the way fucking back hundreds and thousands of years it's not that it might be aliens necessarily who have been interacting with us for that long but something interdimensional something multidimensional that we don't understand that we are not able to clearly perceive in as easy a way as maybe like a spaceship arriving and something physically being in front of us. Like it's, it's something different right. from es- that. Right. <laughs> Especially if it's something trying to imprint itself on a 3d space from a 4d space, it's not going to look sure like, yeah. like what it actually is to us because we can only perceive it in the third dimension. But you know, what's even weirder is like, okay, if, if that theory turned out to be true, is that something that we could say for everything or a lot of things that are unexplained, like ghostly experiences? That's a, that is the right theory. Yeah, the high strangeness yeah. and the paranormal all kind of tying together into yeah, that. and that would make sense. Like that, these things come and go. You know, they disappear. They appear to some in some circumstances, and they disappear. They're gone. So yeah, what if it is interdimensional things that we just don't understand? And fairies and um, the Menehune and no pedable, no pedable. Everybody, all these, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these things um, in folklore. You know, what if some of these things really are just our human way of of trying to understand the unexplainable, something that we don't understand yet. You know, I mean, there's just so much we don't know about our universe, and uh, you know, I didn't expect to go this deep today when you said that we were going to talk about Faithful, but <laughs> it actually does go pretty deep. Yeah. That's really interesting. It's no laughing matter, Chloe. The Faithful are serious. I feel like I laugh so much today. <laughs> like it's like too much maybe. Um, maybe because I just, yeah, it is really hard to wrap your head around all this. Yeah. Um, and maybe it is like just more magical and fun to just think of them as like little, little dudes. Um, like the balance between good and evil type Mm -hmm. of thing is just so much easier for us to digest. And um, it's a lot easier to, it's more palatable than the truth, maybe the potential truth. Oh God. (laughs) Fuck. I just feel like, I wonder if, I don't know uh, if our, this is me getting real weird right now. I'm fey brained out. It gets weirder. Okay, let's go. (laughs) No, I'm just, this is just me riffing. (laughs) This is in brand, a fresh infant thought for you. Oh. Um, just like if, uh, oh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. It's leaving me. Maybe if, you know, back when we were more superstitious, um, when it was a more superstitious time and we were more willing to engage directly with that kind of discomforting, um, like chaos, you know, the, not good, not evil, the the chance, the fate. And, you know, we wanted more of a part of that. We have more of a reverence for it rather than right now, the way that we kind of control our environment and kind of interact with the world on a kind of mediated plane where everything's kind of created for us to like operate on top of the world, not necessarily with the world. Um, where am I right now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, would that result in us seeing it more? Does that make sense? I'd like if we're more open to it. I guess so. Like or like, if, like if if, our minds- or maybe maybe it's like if we okay. Here here's where I'm trying to go. 
if back then, you know, a, a set of like rules about how to engage with the fae folk, we created a lore, we created folklore around this entity and we had our little rules and maybe because we were able to paint it in that way and kind of create that distance. Does that make sense? Like we're not looking at it directly. We're looking at like a screen that we've put in front of it. Maybe that allows us to, maybe it allowed itself to be seen more because we had that screen. Oh, I see. Kind of like laws that protected it from being rawly perceived. Where am I? What am I saying? I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fresh out of the brain, hot and fresh. Hot and fresh. uh, Ready to eat. for you. Enjoy. Um. (laughs) (laughs) We don't don't need to engage with it. Um, We can just let it marinate. No, that's an interesting thought. And maybe what I'm about to say has nothing to do with what you just said. But I'm trying. Um, is, is that, yeah, maybe if we were, like, maybe if we put down our, like, defenses a bit and we had, like, we accepted the idea more of, like, these things exist and, like, try to understand them in our own way or whatever, maybe we'd get more answers. Is that, like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's not what you were saying at all. It's, it's like, the opposite of what I was – well, it's not, not the opposite. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I agree oh, with you God. because I don't think I don't think when we have that screen of fairy world lore in front, I don't think we're able to perceive the thing accurately oh. or whatever. Um, but maybe because we're not able to perceive it accurately, that is a reason why it would show itself to us more. So my thing is like, oh, I finally got you. Okay, yeah. thank you. It took a while, but I got. But there. I mean, it's I think you're your right. Like it's yeah. con- it's connected in that same way where it's like. Yeah, yeah, like we might, if we're more open to the like that idea, we might be able to more accurately perceive it. But if it's determining when it shows itself to us, would it show itself as often? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know what's either. going on with that. I don't know. I don't know what's what going it on. is. <laughs> I I think if anything, like the moral of the story, this episode is I don't know shit. Yep, shit is weird. Yep. Uh help (laughs) (laughs) i'm scared and i don't know if i like it that's something that jacques valet says he has a quote i wish i could remember exactly what it was but it's like where he's like i think i'm the like ufologist who knows the least what's going on or whatever like he's like i don't know what's going on at all compared to other ufologists but like you know obviously it's ironic because like he's done so much research and conceptualizing or whatever. And he's making a comment more on other ufologists being like, here's what it is or whatever. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but here's, I think that's a good researcher though, is to collect all the the data. And he just follows that. Yeah. But you don't make like um, a huge claim as if it's truth because we don't know. It's, I think it's way more respectable to go. Here's all the data. And I don't know. Yeah. That's way more respectable. Like, I love yeah. Jacques. Yeah. Yeah, I like Jacques too. I mean Oh, I'm glad you've come around. I've liked him from the beginning. Did you? Okay. I've never not liked Jacques. Well, I've brought up this sometimes when I try to tell you that aliens are just our perceptions projected onto something else and it's maybe not something from space, you sometimes don't like that, which I understand. 
Oh, do I? You want it to be from space, extraterrestrials. Damn. Well, I do too. Call me out. <laughs> no, but I don't know that about myself. That's oh, interesting. It's, that's no, what, you know what? what it sounded like I, you expressed to me before. I could be wrong. I, no, you're probably right. But no, I, I think just all this talk about possibility of extraterrestrial life, all the congressional hearings, all this, I mean, it all ties into each other, you know? And I think I'm, I agree with Grush and, um, I don't know if, if I feel super comfortable calling them extraterrestrials. I don't know what they are. Right. Honestly, the idea of interdimensional beings sounds a lot more plausible at this point because we can only pers- – that's why they're so strange and weird and elusive on our – in what our What if they're not even beings is the thing? Oh, God. I don't even See, know. that's – yeah, exactly. No, no, that's fine too. I just like – I want to understand. I don't. Yeah. You know, that's that's just the best my human brain can like come up with at, at, in the moment. So, yeah. But that would be insane. To think, like, what is it? Like, it's just something we don't know. We don't understand. But why does it have to manifest so creepy? I don't know. That's a really good question. Why has it got to be the puka? (laughs) The puka di peppo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. You know, another thing that I thought of is just, like, these sacred locations or whatever. And people talk about these highly energetic areas. There's more high strangeness over here. There's a fucking UFO flap over there. You know, like. If that is true across time, too, you know, like these prehistoric locations where fairies dwell or whatever, like the idea of some places being portals potentially isn't necessarily out of the question. NASA has yeah, said portals are like a fucking thing. I mean, have they they've only said electrons can go through them or whatever, but like just like randomly occurring portals do happen what did they say they said uh, there are places where the magnetic field of earth connects to the magnetic field of the sun creating an uninterrupted path leading from our own planet to the sun's atmosphere so like it's not an insane idea a portal i don't know where it's going yeah. i don't know what's coming through it but it's just something to consider i agree i, I don't think it's that implausible I, I think it's something worth looking into um especially with all the stories over the years and I don't know something's going on and I I will, I'll leave it at this. My last statement, my final thought is there's so much we don't understand. And if we can put down the stigma of like, Oh, I'm a scientist and I don't want to, it's not worth my time to study the phenomenon of like ghost sightings or apparitions or, or this other like fairies or whatever, you know, on and on, I think that's only doing us ourselves a disservice. And I think I would love to see one day when a lot of the stigma can be slashed away Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we can actually start looking at these experiences and like really studying them. Like I think they deserve some study because they continue to happen. It's a phenomenon. I don't think it's enough to just say, Oh, y'all are just making it up. Mm -hmm. Oh, you were just sleepy. If you hear people's stories, that's not always true, especially the stories when two people or a group of people all see the same thing or hear the same thing at the same time. That, how can you explain that? And don't just tell me mass hysteria. I I do not (laughs) think it's always mass hysteria. I don't. So that's all I'm saying. And I mean, wow. I mean, it was just so cool to hear about um, fairies today. I I did not know I was going to take this turn. (laughs) I did not know I was going to take this turn. Wow. Honestly, me neither. 
<laughs> it really took Honestly, a turn. It, yeah, it really, we went there. So if you're out in the forest, make sure to remember to turn your shirt inside out, carry some rowan berries with you, and don't accept any gifts. And if you do, don't say thanks. All right? Yes, ma'am. Stay safe. <laughs> Stay safe out there, guys. You know, I feel like I learned a lot, but I also feel like I'm more confused than I was before. <laughs> but isn't that how these episodes go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it really kind of like I'll say it's like it's like exfoliation for the brain, right? You you're scraping off some important brain cells to make room for fresh, new, enlightened fey brain cells. You're all fey brained now. That's kind of graphic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. With that, if you liked the show, if you liked this episode, please consider giving us a beautiful, juicy four to five star review. Yes. It helps us to become more visible. And we just really appreciate the love. If you like us, please yes, consider doing you. that. Stay tuned for the next one. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much and goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. See ya.